0: Learn more at marines.com. The owners and players met again yesterday. The owners and players got nowhere again yesterday. And that's where this is heading. Everyone says it's not heading anywhere. That's actually where it appears. It'll wind up. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. This was to be the player's turn to make a proposal. You wouldn't know that from the national reporting on this. When the owners have brought a proposal and it's been rejected, you hear, outrageous proposal, soundly rejected. When the players bring one, what you hear is a general, there's no progress. Neither side is making even the most incremental movement. You're seeing differences of 5 million, 10 million. Listen, that's a lot in our lives, me and you. It's Absolutely nothing in this dialogue. The owners have no intention whatsoever of achieving a deal without the additional pressure of losing games and, of course, in turn, the players losing money. The players have no intention of bowing before that. That is where this is headed. There's still people asking, do you think they're going to start on time? No, of course they're not going to start on time. The entire thing was set up in such a way that there'd be a stoppage. In this case, it would be on the owner's end. Maybe if it were the other direction, if there weren't a lockout, it would have been the players. Striking. They're anything but innocent in this. They're just as intransigent, equals, both of them. And contrary, once again, to what's being reported nationally, there aren't a bunch of issues. There aren't some, I don't know, long list of things they'd have to settle. Certainly not before moving on to the main act. There is the main act, and that is competitive balance and it depends on how you define it. Where I'll give the players' side full credit is they've defined it, meaning their stance on this, with great clarity, and that is raise the luxury tax threshold, stop trying to use the luxury tax threshold as a de facto cap or a ceiling portion of a cap, and we'll be just fine. In other words, let the Yankees and Red Sox and a handful of other teams, Angels and so forth, spend up to the same level as the Dodgers and will be just fine. Why do they feel that way? Why is it so clear? Because that would be the best way to take care of Scott Boris's clients. The owner's side of this remains, you know, pretty much clear as mud. Until they come out and say, we are looking for a cap-type system. Not just because I'm in favor of that. But because they're currently taking a zero stance on this. All they're saying is, with their proposals, not through their words, that we'll just kind of inch up the luxury tax. We're okay with it where it is. It still feels like, as it has from the very beginning, with Rob Manfred's weird move to call a lockout, as if the owners are just stalling, they're waiting, they're delaying. But toward what end? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Now, I'd like to think that aside from my open and stated preference for a cap, that I'm giving you both sides throughout this thing i've ripped the owners i've ripped the players i've really ripped boris so i can't say that i'm batting a thousand on this as far as uh, impartiality but i'd like to think that i've at least presented their various sides what i'd love to see hear or read from anyone anywhere is something similar None of it happens. If you look across the board at the national baseball media, it is universal and right out in the open, we are so totally with the players. I have never seen this. I have followed a lot of work stoppages in sports. I covered one of them directly myself, the NHL one in 2004 that might have been the most momentous in sports over the last 50 years, and I can speak to my own coverage, this was at the Post-Gazette, that every attempt was made to balance things out. Now, if you saw a very clear wrong on one side, it's okay to note that. If there's one side that's very, very, very clearly at fault, it's okay to note that. But there still needs to be at least the presumption, the presentation of fairness. Jeff Passan from ESPN, and I could pick anyone, anyone from the fold. Went on his Twitter account yesterday, went on podcasts yesterday, and just right out there, just spat out. The Boris company line on everything was asked on Twitter about a salary cap. What's the chances of a salary cap coming in? Couldn't believe he even acknowledged the term existed because that never happens. Again, not just with Jeff, but with anyone. And he went on to say this is something that the players would never even discuss. Continued adding that the owners made a proposal at the very beginning of this, of a $180 million cap and a $100 million floor. And the players didn't like the trade. That was his terminology. The trade. Oops. There's no trade. There's nothing remotely resembling a trade. A cap system is a ceiling and a floor. There are Zero exceptions to this. NFL, NHL, NBA, MLS. Anywhere, anywhere that this system is involved, there's a ceiling and a floor. There was no trade. But do you know what that tells you? This outstanding, exemplary reporter, and that's how much I think of Jeff, doesn't even know what a cap system is. Why? Because he's in baseball. And in the baseball world, they live in the baseball world. I've been there. I've been there. Every day of my life was baseball for quite a long period of time. And when you go there, you're immersed. There is only baseball. There's 162 games. You don't have a chance to come up for air. These people, a lot of them, again, not just Jeff. I'm using him as an example. Don't even know what cap systems are or how they could benefit the players. Never mind how they could benefit the number one issue in this ongoing stoppage. That, of course, being, yep, competitive balance. When we come back, just one question. Back time for J1Q. Today's comes from Jim Bergeron, who asks if the Major League Baseball lockout results in a significant loss of regularly scheduled games. Will you have bigger or more interest or focus in games that happen in Indianapolis, Altoona, Greensboro? I know that that'll be my focus, my own entertainment. That's good stuff, Jim. Good stuff. Uh, I would imagine there are a lot of people who love baseball who feel as you do oh, they don't want to show me this baseball product, I'll go look at this baseball product and understand that at some point or other, the big one will come back. You know, not all that complicated, which isn't to say that MLB and its owners and, of course, its players don't run a significant risk by being out, especially for any sort of extended period. Right now, I'd like to think that these negotiations, such as they are, are really back-page stuff, man. Uh, This is not something that is front of mind for most people, but I'd say even for most sports fans. You know, uh, certainly isn't in Pittsburgh. But to answer your question, Jim, yes, yes. uh, I can tell you that at DK Pittsburgh Sports, we're going to put – a significantly greater investment into covering the minor leagues. Uh, in that event, we might be doing that anyway, but definitely in that event. But where my own interest goes, yeah, yeah, I mean, I want to see baseball. It's not the same as seeing it in person, and I'm probably not going to be making trips to go find minor league baseball. But you're definitely afforded, you know, more free time, and more latitude to pay attention. You know, when Nick Gonzalez goes completely bonkers for three or four games in a row, eh, you know, I'm going I'm to seek that out. I want to find out more about it. That said, I'm going to keep insisting that I don't think this will go long. I have no reason to think this will go long because I still don't know what it is that the owners want out of this. I'm definitely not going to find out from the national media because all they're telling me right now is what the players want and then how the owners react to that, as if the players are the ones who called the stoppage. My belief is that until you hear, and I mean directly from Rob Manfred or the owners, that they are aiming for something specific, whether it's a cap or a cap-type system or whatever it is, until you hear that from them, then none of this is serious. And in fact, all they'd be holding out for is a little bit, a little bit of angling, a little bit of leverage before they settle for essentially the same labor agreement. And honestly, they don't need to have a lockout for that. They could just end the lockout tomorrow and come away with the same system. I have no doubt that would be okay by Boris and the players. It would. They would take the old system in a split second over having any kind of haggling or further haggling about something that might even smell a little bit. Like a cap type system. I appreciate the question, Jim. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll have another one Monday.